What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 530 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my favorite camp counselor, Ben Funky Askren. It is camp week. How's it going? Any any kids getting homesick? Um, no. Uh, so, well, you know, we can't do the overnight camp this year. We got kicked out because uh, Corona and whatnot. So, what we were going to do. We actually, uh, you know, we've done like 19 camps this summer or something like that. And um, so we were going to have a four-day camp last week, Alcatraz. And now it's going to go back-to-back with our, uh, you know, our capstone camp, which is the Funky Fresh Camp. It was going to be nine days straight at UW Parkside. Unfortunately, they kicked us out. No, no one else would host us. So we did. We hosted at our academy, but there was no resident option, right? So if uh, kids wanted to come, they, their parents or chaperone had to come and you know, bring them to practice and then take them back. And we're not feeding them or anything like that. Okay. How, how are yeah. these, how are these kids doing? Are they in shape? Uh, how's, how's the Corona uh, affecting their, um, their fitness? Well, I, I'll tell you this. We don't, we don't do funky fresh camp to be in shape. We, we do it to teach them wrestling. Right. And that's <laughs> what we kind of talk about. Now we do a lot of sparring and we do a decent amount of live wrestling, but at the end of the day, I always tell people, hey, are you trying to win a uh, state title in August? And the answer to that is no. The reason you're here is to learn as much as possible. So let's learn as much as possible. Um, that, and that's kind of what we do. Yeah, we had an awesome August, though, Christian. We have, uh, uh, we have Alex Deringer coming in. We have Evan Wick. We have Yanni. And we have Spencer. Oh, my gracious. Boom, payao. Boom, it's gonna payao. Be fun. I, I, I love watching these guys, too. I mean, just as uh, someone who enjoys watching wrestling, like seeing another person's perspective on um, – how to teach wrestling or how they think about a specific position or something like that. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's still, you know, we brought in now I'm going all the way back to 2012, but I think 2012 we brought in Kyle Dake and David Taylor both that year. They were both in college at the time. And, uh, I still use a few of the drills that they, uh, they taught at those camps with our guys. And that's been, you know, what, eight years now. What was one of them? What one of the drills? I'm curious. Um, one, okay, the one that I use most for David Taylor, he said that Kale, uh, Kale would do this drill where he said, you know, one setup, then a shot, then two setups, and three setups, and four setups. You know, so you, you are getting the guys used to moving their hands, moving their feet, and then shooting. So just kind of as like a warm-up So you drill. start with one, like just back step, shoot, then it's like back step, pull, like just... It could be whatever setup they want, right? I mean, so this would be mostly with, with better kids. So it'd be like, well, you could do whatever setup you want. It could be fake and snap or pull and fake and snap. But it has to be one, or it has to be two, or it has to be three, right? It has to be multiple just to get them used to doing that. I like that. That's a really good. Drill. Yeah, and then the one that I use probably most the Kyle. You know, obviously this is not this drill is not technique. Um, Kyle Dake did this drill, or he said he did this drill where um, they wouldn't be able to take their hands off each other for ten minutes. So right, I take you down, you'd escape, but the whole time we had yeah. to stay connected. Right. And, and I thought that was a good one to get kids used to. I can't ever stand when they cut someone and they back up from each other. And they stare at each other for about 10 seconds. So they get a rest. And then that is such a, again. yeah, that is a huge pet peeve. <laughs> it drives me crazy. So I'll throw that drill in uh, every once in a while, but yeah, I mean, we've had some really great clinicians over the years. Uh, we're lucky to do that. So I've, I've picked up quite a few things. Listen, I don't know, maybe for next year's uh, funky, fresh counselor list, May I submit one? And it's kind of known. I'm a, I'm a big Christian fan. Christian Piles? Of <laughs> no. You can, 
<laughs> but but yes, you know, kind of a what not to do situation. No, uh, Sammy Sasso. So our, our guy yeah. JD Raiders at this this camp in, in Tulsa. What's it called? Summer showcase. Summer showcase. I don't want Coach Gray right. to yell at me. Um, so they have all these hammers from around the country doing a basically a training camp. And Sammy Sasso yeah. was there, and he gave one. He gave a really cool twenty minute talk to the to the kids about recruiting process. Very mature, very wise young man. Then he's teaching some of his stuff, and then it's obviously pretty funky. Some of it, like his uh, mm-hmm. what he does from a belly gut. So yeah, he might be a might be a good one to. At your repertoire. Yeah. Um, I think I've invited him to come up and train or something. Uh, but I don't think he ever took me up on it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his, though. He does a great job. Um, so, But the Funky Fresh, that's just Max and I. And then we have you know our, our guy, AWA guys. Um, but then we have other camps in, in August where we bring in other really good guys. So he, you know, we, maybe we do that with him. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, he's going to win a title or something first. <laughs> National champs only. Well, Evan Wick's there. No offense. Yeah. But. Um, well, I love Evan Wick, and that was quite offensive, Christian. Um, we were gonna have <laughs> well, you said he needs to win a national championship. I like we Evan were Wick. Gonna have, He's as nice yeah. as they come. I'm just saying. Um, we were going to have Seth Gross, but the NC extended their dead period, so we had to cancel him. Oh, because he's uh, a coach. Oh, my god. Yeah, because he's a coach, so you can't, yeah, he couldn't actually be there. NCAA's How annoying is that? Terrible. A bunch of bums. So terrible. Seriously. Bad, bad judgment. <laughs> it does suck, right? Why, why can't these guys go teach at camp? Come on, man. Yeah. Seriously. They, but they can coach at Fargo. It makes tons of sense. <laughs> it's my favorite one. Nikki Textbooks, back in the mix. Let's go. Enrolled at Rutgers. What does it mean? No one knows. <laughs> coach Goodale no commented in J.com. No commented. No comment. He said, do you have a comment? What? He said, no. No comment. So that. What do you mean? Why would well, he comment? I think can, maybe just. It's just funny. Maybe it's an um, international man of mystery. Well, he is that because I think he no comments because I don't think he would know what to say. I don't think I don't think it's known if he's coming back. Listen, a couple things because one one of the questions or inquiries or uh, comments after uh, the Nikki textbook news drop was like, well, he can't be he can't take an Olympic red shirt if he's enrolled, but that is not necessarily That's true. That's not true. Yeah. Uh, it is not true. Um, so yeah, he doesn't have to. That says Nick Suriani. We can throw the O at the end there. Oh, um, oh my God! Dang on it, Kyle. His um, name is Suriano. I'm aware. Hey, what's what's Nick's major? His major labor yeah. relations. Labor relations <laughs> is what he no, was. going to be like a, a union boss or what? <laughs> Could be. Why not? <laughs> Wow, it was like okay. something management, management Dead. and labor relations. Okay. So deal. <laughs> I thought he said he was going into acting or something. Well, he took acting classes. I think he does have an interest in uh, being a thespian as well. He's uh, he's a man of many interests and mystery okay. as well. So um, this could allow him to take his regular red shirt though, being enrolled. Yes. So basically, by him enrolling, it eliminates nothing. It elim- he could still he could still wrestle, not wrestle. He could do a regular red shirt, Olympic red shirt, or just wrestle. Why can't someone just go track him down? Why can't you guys send someone Listen, to New Jersey? Listen, you just, could you like, could fly like, right like, there, go right to his face. He's not going to tell you. 
Like paparazzi, you know, like like the famous people when they pop up behind the bush and like TMZ? ask them a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think that would work. Well, but you know so what, Ben? He give up nothing. Why don't you do it? Uh, See, he's Mr. Right, Ideas. Book, book the let's, flight. Let's put you on a plane, Mr. TMZ, Ben Askren. Don't you guys have a guy named TMZ? No, it's JMZ. JMZ. He's an uh, American hero. He should, he should be the guy. He, he's like a soldier, so he could do like some spy tap operations, sneak, sneak up on Nikki push-ups, get the answers we need. If he doesn't give us the answers then, then he's an army guy, so he tortures him. <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, first of all, he's not going to torture anyone. Second of all, he could get the job done. He could figure it out. He could get to the bottom of this. Just, you know. Okay. We're not, we're, not, we're not ready to deploy him yet. We haven't reached that, uh, that level at this point. Um, so, yeah, we don't know what, what it really means, but it could be, you know, it's definitely, if you're a Rutgers fan, it's a good thing, right? It is good that he is going yeah. to school because mm-hmm. he cannot uh, wrestle for you if he is not a student. That is one of the NCAA rules. That's I, a rule. I looked it up. You have to go to school there. Uh, ben may not have known that. So cool. that is <laughs> so that's uh the news on the nick suriano front um there's speculation about shane griffith and where he may or may not go he, he is not in the transfer portal but that is not going to stop the Rutgers fans from getting very hopeful that he may join his bergen catholic brother brethren and nick suriano and uh join the scarlet dudes Knights. there there is some serious serious potential in the in the talent are in the transfer Trans- portal i mean if we just think of like uh ruckers what that could add to their squad and they, they've already already got sebastian right or say a michigan who i've mentioned you know i think as a destination for a few possible people like that could really put them into title contention legit yeah if, if they got well you know if they got griffith and brucky and real woods which i don't think yeah. there's any chance real woods goes there um could be well, we're talking about Michigan. We're talking about Rutgers right now. Oh, well, I mean, I thought we already. Which one? Well, I was saying Rutgers, but I thought it was already established yes. that Michigan's a title contender. Yeah, but think about if they got a uh, Shane Griffith also to throw in there, or uh, Pat Bruki, and then you know, obviously, I was thinking about Rutgers because they already got Sebastian. But so if they had Suriano, Sebastian. Uh, Griffith and Brucky, dude, that's some serious points in NC. I mean, that's not maybe that's not a title contender, but that's that's, that's trophy, trophy contender for sure. Absolutely, yeah, no, yeah, no question mm-hmm. about it. And plus, if they, what if they found a way to get Alvarez in the lineup too? Like he's like, I'll go twenty-five. Ooh, yeah, that would be interesting. Now mm-hmm. him at twenty, he is. I think he's too big for twenty-five. Personally, he's yeah. not. He's. Steve. Some of those guys, they look lanky, and then you stand next to him. It's like, okay, this guy's five three. He's not one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, he's like my height. He's um, big. He's, yeah. It'd be, well, uh, seeing him next to Vito, who had a, a tough cut to twenty five, allegedly. Dude, he looked big next to him. That's he allegedly sure. does not have a tough cut to twenty five. Also, he's like it's Vito. Not, yeah, apparently. Well, I thought he was going up this year. I don't think so. I think he's twenty five. Really? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he's oh. LaJoy's Le- going 33. LaJoy had a really tough cut. Oh, okay. I, th- I remember. I thought you guys told me that he was going up. No, I don't think so. No. That was your okay, other podcast. Of t- that, was, that was on your Bitcoin podcast. <laughs> I think you guys were talking about um, Cornell lineup. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's, uh, we're having a lot of fun with Bitcoin recently. Um, speaking of Tough Cuts 25, did you see this Instagram that Spencer Lee posted? I did. I put it in the doc. 
there's some interesting news in there. One, he weighs 127 dang pounds. So he's come on. You, call- you think he's you think he's lying to us? You he's think cheating? he you think he dangled the toe there? Why? What's what's the point? Put put something underneath. Uh, I always heard that if you put something underneath the scale, that would make you lighter. Maybe that's what he did. I don't know. Well, if, if, the scale, us, if the scale's you know. on carpet, it would be lighter. That's that's a uh, that almost messed us well, up at the probably, state tournament. <laughs> Thought a guy was like three see, pounds under. <laughs> can we see where his scale? I'm gonna scroll this picture. Listen, he's not that big. I wouldn't. Would you be shocked if he weighed 127 pounds? When when I was there before, I don't know the. I guess I don't know if the season has started yet. He's like, yeah, I'm like 130. He's not big. Wow. I mean, yeah, does he look big crazy. to you? Doesn't look that big to me. I think he's got pretty big legs, but I don't know. Yeah, I I, I guess not. I mean, I don't, one that just seems so small. It feels like, you know, I have kids in my club, and I just feel like I look at that guy, and then I look at Spencer Lee, and I feel like Spencer Lee's much larger. Uh, but I yeah, but maybe you need to stand near him a little more because he's he's not a he's not a big person. He's probably like, be here in a couple weeks. I'll size uh, him up. Yes, yeah, size him up. Have him stand next to all your guys, and then you'll you'll believe he's a twenty-five. But Make the, him get on the scale in front of you. Yeah, I'm or looking. you can or you can do that. That's rude. Yeah, there was nothing on it. You can only see the um the top part of the scale in this Instagram photo. It'd be That's a oh, the bottom part. It'd be a weird gimmick to lie about your weight class. Um, but the most interesting news of his instagram story is that he wants to wrestle until the year 2028 that That's, is you know what but Kyle Snyder's already said 2028 so does it i mean it's cool that it's three cycles but it doesn't feel like it's that far away does it well no it doesn't feel that far away it feels about right three quads for a guy so that mm-hmm. makes sense um I, you know, for Snyder, you know, he started making teams as a, you know, true freshman. 2015, correct? Yes. His first team. He won't, so I think he, when he said 2028, we were like, what the? Is this guy serious? But then you realize he'd be like 30 some, right? Yeah. So not that, mm-hmm. not that old. No, I, I, I mean, for me, I was excited because you, you hear a lot of, and you know, things could change, right? Uh, Lots of stuff could happen between now and 2028, but that's like the goal he set, and he's a very goal-oriented wrestler. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's great because some guys are just very quad to quad and just kind of evaluating as they go. I think it's I think yeah. it's great that you know he has that intentions of of staying around the sport because it's something the the sport needs. The sport needs its stars in the mix, and there you see it right there. Gonna wrestle till 2028 on your screen there if you're watching on video well, if you're just well, listening Christian, in your car we're, we're having this happen more often I mean, this is mu- much more frequent right that i mean we'll think about dake taylor um kyle's obviously getting older Jaden's not that old yet um burroughs is obviously older so we are starting to have a relatively large amount of guys who are sticking around and making a whole bunch of teams which that wasn't happening say a decade or so ago oh man i was looking at john kozak's tweet about just the evolution of USA's men's freestyle team, just how not, I don't know how to say it, just how terrible the results were previously. It, it's like alarming. Yeah. You know, one, one world championships, we won um, four matches total, no medals. Dang. That is just like, it's not good. That is not good. We looked into it and it was determined that is not a I good thing. 
I can't zoom in on that doc. I, I was I, the, the words are too small for me, so I'd like to look at it. There's I no guess words there. Go to. Hold on. Yeah, it is. It's a. It's a. It's a, well, it's it's a, a tweet, it's and a I want to be able to click. Reference. Here, I just, I, I just, it. I just texted it to you. <laughs> He's on that. Okay, I want to be able to. I want to be able to click on this thing, and I can't click. You try to click on it, I can't click on it. All right. Well, I just, I just texted it to you, so you can pull it up. Okay. You probably don't even follow John Kozak. Um, yeah. since you went through the HR proceedings to get him uh, eliminated. You should follow him. He's been tweeting a bunch he of gold. He does good stuff. Yeah. So in 2010, so in 2008, um, oh. not to bring up old stuff, but USA went eight and eight, six DNPs, one gold medal. So there were seven weights, seven Olympic weights at that point in time. I contributed a few wins at least. You had two wins. But, uh, you, 25% um, of the wins. John's wrong. I only won one match. Oh snap! Did I wonder if he gave you another win for like the testing thing? Did you lose to well, someone? I passed, I passed drug testing. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I pinned my first guy in Stamberab from Hungary. I lost to my second guy. I'm Fundora. Uh, I did not get a wrestle back at all. Hmm. But and the other thing here is Daniel. Daniel didn't actually wrestle a match, so he should be zero and zero. Okay. Wow, we're already um, pressing deep into this. 2009 was brutal, huh? That is well, not as bad as 2010. 2009 oh, was the, we had uh, we had two rough. medals at least, but look at all the 0 and ones. Danny Felix, Oof, Sean rough. Bunch, Trent Paulson, Dustin Schlater, all 0 and one. Jake mm. got silver. He is that where he beat Gadisov? I think he beat Gadisov that year. So. Yeah, he he broke him right. Yes, which was yes. hard to do in the ball draw era. There weren't many guys getting broken at that point. It really in time. was. Because they, they could just win the match in four four minutes. Yes. Yes. Tervell um, broke through. I think that might have been Tervell's first team. I think it, so, yeah. It, it was. Definitely. It was definitely his first team. So he went 4-1, got bronze. And then people forget in 2010, Les Sigmund, Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, beat him out. He was like – he had really good counter stuff. I think he like head pinchy and – Really good parterre. Well, they game. wrestled a whole bunch of college also, didn't they? Les was just a few years older because one was Nebraska Kearney, uh, Travell was, and Les was UNO. And I believe okay. Les was a four-time NCAA champion at UNO. Where were our – I mean, who would have thought in the era of Steve Mako that two D2 well, guys think, would, would, would hold the hold the weight down for two years? I want to say Mako retired for a minute. Didn't well, he? there was one – Or did he not? There was a well. First of all, he he did come back. He didn't take his shoes off. He did not take his shoes off. Um, I remember there was the famous Classic. U.S. Open where he like was kind of getting a little handsy to the facey with Tervell, and J.D. Bergman was real mad. Um, I'm trying to recall like when he was in and out, but regardless, re- regardless, yeah. throw Mako out. It's just like the. Can you imagine right now if two D2 guys were like the top of the ladder at a men's freestyle weight? Yeah. That would be stunning. That would but that was strange. the case in yeah. 9 and 10, Sigmund and, and I mean, Travell. Travell held it down for a while, and Sigmund was around. You know, he wasn't, he was only the guy once, but he was ranked very highly for uh, quite some time there. Yes. Yeah, so from 2009 to 2016, Travell was the guy every year but one. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty dang good. Hell of a streak. Yeah, hey, hey! Did you know Jordan Burroughs and Kill Sanders were on the same international team one year? Yeah, how about what? that? I, I don't know that why, was like I, a I, thing. I remember Jordan have... talking about that. He's like, "Man, I can't believe I'm yeah. on a team with Kill Sanderson." 
If you would have asked me, like, I, I knew they were both on the team in 2011, but I don't know why seeing their names next to each other, like, feels so strange. I mean, it, it, is, it is strange. It is strange. Um, hey, so yeah. how about we didn't win a flipping match at 65-66 in a whole quad? It took us, well, six years. We didn't win a match from 08 to 2000. Oh, my the first gosh. First time we won a match was 14. Oh my! I gosh. feel like those are all really, really great guys. Like, how can we not win a match at that damn weight class? That is Someone crazy. Put the voodoo on us or something. All right. So here's the deal: 2008 to 2011, we did not win a match at this weight class. Doug Schwab, 0 and 2. Trent Paulson, 0 and 1. Brent Metcalf, 0 and 1. Tayon Ware, 0 and 1. What the heck? 2012, Jared Frayer, 0 and 1. 2013, Brent Metcalf, 0 and 1. Wait, so for one six straight years we didn't win a match at a weight? Yes. How is that possible? That's it is such a great weight. Six years though? We can't get Argentina one. once. One. You can't toss us Brazil one good time. I mean, for crying out loud. Uh, there's plenty of gimmies to be had at that. listen, the worlds are really, really tough, but statistically you're bound to get one of these, you know. Can New Zealand send a guy once? Nope. Not for Metcalf, Paulson, Schwab, where? Who was – so 12 was Freyer. And that's the yeah. thing. We had such a variety of guys. So in five years, we had five different guys, yeah. right? And then in 2013 was Metcalf again. And he finally held it down for a couple of years, three years in a row there. Yes. He won – and he won matches in 2014, I believe. He hurt his ankle, oh. but I know – he. So 2014, he's one and one. 2015, he's two and one. I, I yeah, wild. Yeah. Dang, holy cow! He almost beat Matt Brandt. Almost beat the uh, Iranian that year. Um, Mohammadi? Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember his name now. Um, forget that. Okay, so yeah, this is a very, very interesting thing to see the the evolution. So from 2010, where we were four and seven with seven DNPs to 2017, where we have six total medals, and then 2018, seven medals. We were 30 and eight at Worlds. That was Worlds. a great year. 2018, we were 30 and eight at Worlds. Outstanding. And we didn't win. We didn't win that year. Um, man, 65. We're still struggling. I mean, Frank went two and two, but then one and one, zero oh and one, zero oh and one. Why can we not win at that weight class? I have no They're idea. Such good guys. That's so bizarre, isn't it? That is, I mean, to not, it's one thing to not come home with hardware, but it's like, we are not close somehow. I mean, no. Logan Steber's a world champion. Owen one. Zane Rutherford, yeah. two Hodges. He is one and two at Worlds so far. So weird. I Yeah, I don't know what it is. What, yeah, Molinero was the closest. Yeah, and really at twenty at, at the fifty-seven kg, fifty-seven slash fifty-five, um, two kind of outlier performances, or we're in the same yeah. boat. Yeah, uh, so Henry won the one time he made the team in two thousand eight, but then zero and one, it's uh, two and one, four and two. Nick Simmons did well, but then zero and one, three and two, zero and one, two and two, zero and one. Thomas Gilman four and one silver, two and two, one and one. Yikes. Another weight class. We do much better at the upper weight classes, it appears. Evidently. I wonder if that's historically the same. Like if we went all the way back through the history of the United States, I wonder if there's something about you know United States having better big wrestlers. Um, obviously, a lot of Asian countries don't produce the better. You know, Japan, for example, 
always has a lot of really good small guys and then very, very few good big guys. I mean, you think about some of the legends of the sport, Tom, John Smith, they were lightweights, you know, Zeke Jones. Yeah, that's true. We, we've had success at the lightweights before. Terry. Terry. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Much metal, Tom. Kendall Cross. Like, there's probably yeah. a lot of guys I'm not naming there. You're screaming in your car right now. Yes, them too. Guy. Barry Davis. Barry Davis. Um, Randy Lewis. Absolutely, Randy Lewis. So, yeah, we've been good there. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Weird. If we, if I knew, I'd tell you. So, yeah, we're, we've, it, we've quite a come up for Team USA. Yeah, it would be interesting to see who we did draw at 65. But one of the telling signs for me would be that um, a lot of these years are 0-1, which means they didn't lose to someone who made the finals. Right. Could have been someone good, obviously, but it wasn't someone who made the finals. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so you can't blame your draw, but so much. I mean, draws do matter, but, you know, and it was the, the famous, I'll call it an excuse, but, you know, we wrestle the guy so hard and then they get tired and they can't win their next match. I think that's a way for us to make ourselves feel good about how we lost, yeah. but I don't, I don't think it's. But I think it kind of did happen to Metcalf against Tagavi because he was, he was kind oh, of, yeah. he was really cooked in 2013. <laughs> I think sometimes it happens. Though. <laughs> yeah, it might just happen sometimes. L- looking back, it happens. So maybe it is that. Um, um, hey, so listen, I was trying. Uh, I was a 74 kg. I also obviously wrestled 84 at times. Um, you know, obviously those those are relatively they're twenty two pounds apart. Uh, but I worked out with you know Andy Rovet was eighty four guy Mo 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 was eighty four guy. I worked out with him also. Um, how do you think these Burroughs Sanderson workouts went? I, uh, I would be so fascinated. I'd pay money just to watch them. Well, yeah, um, I think we all would. I bet that I bet they didn't go together all that much. If if at you don't all, don't think so. Yeah, I think maybe you once might, in a while though, right? But you went up to 84 frequently. Jordan has never wrestled above 74 kilograms. No, I, I just mean in, I just mean in practice. Yeah, no, I know. I, mean, I did. I did wrestle at 84, obviously competitively, but also just in practice. Um, you know, I guess maybe one thing that was different in my, my at least when I was there the couple of years, like none, not a lot of the backups or you know, not number one guys showed up. Right. Whereas I think that's that's much more commonplace now where the USA wrestling makes the two number two, number three, number four, number five show up. So there was wasn't a lot of guys there, right? Right. Um, so I would go up to work out with those guys frequently. Well, how would they look in two thousand eleven, that would have been wild to see because Jordan was wild. Physically just so yeah. different the the things he was doing. And then Kale, you know, Varner was on that team, so I, I just am anticipating that Varner and Kale were just rolling together a bunch, right, and kind of doing their thing. Yeah. But if they ever did, those would have been some darn fun scraps. Awesome. Yeah, just them sparring would be so fun, incredible. Okay, mm-hmm. so good job, Team USA. 2010. That is really, really terrible. I'm glad we're not doing that anymore. Um, <laughs> can <you> Same. <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, it's it's kind of unthinkable. I remember at the time just being like, "We are. So, why are we so bad?" It just didn't make any sense to me. And for it's not like we weren't trying. It's like it's one thing to be bad at a sport you don't try to be good at. I'm not saying we try to be good at it like we do for I don't know men's basketball or whatever. But my goodness, for us to be 
that bad in the world at anything that we're trying at, like in America, it's yeah. really hard to think to fathom. Why do you happened. think it was? I mean, why? why do you, so obviously, I, I lived through that era, right? Um, and I, I have tried to, I don't want to say make reasons, but I figure, figure it out, right? I mean, that's it's important thing about success and failure is why did you fail? Why were you not yeah. successful? Figure that out, make some adjustments, and then come back and you know have more success. So I always think like. Why were we so unsuccessful at that point in time? And then what has changed? And obviously, the RTCs have brought up a lot, um, a lot more high-level clubs at a young age. That's brought up a lot. But however, you know, as far as however, what? Yeah, I mean, there was no RTCs no. when we were winning worlds in the '90s, and when we were having really good teams. So I kind of throw that so, out. Yeah, well, the '90s, uh, the '90s thing that I think about. Um, is uh and you know I I'm not, obviously not trying to discredit anyone. It's just again thinking out loud here. I know uh, it's not just mm-hmm. me and you in a room, uh, but uh, we're thinking out loud. Oh my God, why are you just putting this picture out? This is little... wow. We'll get to that in a um, second. <laughs> oh, God, good God. Okay, uh, socio-political, right? So that was when the USSR was breaking up. Um, you know, they they a lot of their athletes were really poor. A lot of those countries were really poor. And so if they're not, those countries specifically aren't producing a lot of athletes, that's going to make winning slash doing well significantly easier, right? Because there are only really a handful of countries who are really good at wrestling. So I think about that a lot. I actually met this one guy. I was bringing this up the other day, um, and I had to find this guy's name. Uh, it was a Georgian. And I guess he beat, he beat Kevin Jackson maybe in 91 or something. And uh, he lives in Florida now. And this is probably 2006, and I just randomly someone knew him, and I got to work out. He was so flipping good. And oh, this, really? You know, I was in my prime. I was winning NCAA titles, and he was like, dude, he kicked my butt. He was really, really good. And um, he said in 91, he, he, so this, this is a legend, right? Because it's not like I can go on the internet and check up brackets because they don't exist for wrestling. Right. He said he beat Kevin Jackson, and he was the number one guy for the USSR, and this is when the USSR was breaking up. And he went to a peaceful protest, and a soldier there there was like, "Why are you here? You're an athlete." And he shot him in the leg, and um, and his leg was in fact deformed. He, he definitely looked like he had been shot in the leg a couple times. Um, and so <laughs> oh he, he said, "He said, you know, I was done. I couldn't compete anymore. I didn't wrestle at '91 or '92, and then after that, I, I defected and I came to the United States." Oh my gracious! Yeah. Well, that would that would have an impact. I think a couple things. One. Maybe we were in a transition leadership-wise, plan-wise with RTCs and stuff and just trying to get that going. Two, the rules did not help American wrestling. That a match could be four That's minutes long. True. That That's there could be true. a ball yeah. draw. Right. Um, I, I, but beyond that, like it's the issue is th- there was some sort of a development issue going on. Or was there a thing where our best guys weren't wrestling? Was that happening? I mean, that's that's definitely true. That like we talked about with uh, Dake Taylor Burroughs, the guy guys are sticking around. That that was definitely not happening in, so, in that era. Guys were going to coach and do other things for sure. If we look at like 2006 through 2010, who were some of the good guys that did not end up st- sticking around in wrestling? That's what I'm curious well, me- about. Me and Henry left right right, right away. That's dude, Daniel, obviously, you know he was getting older, but obviously he's had a lot of really good years left in him. Um, yeah, clearly. Yeah, 
Clearly, Mo. I think Mo could have stuck around for a few more years. And you know, in '06, he was in the in the or '07, he was in the World Quarters, um, and had and he kind of got robbed. He kind of got cheated in the World yeah, Quarters. Heard about um, that. So I think, yeah. So I think you know he could have stuck around. Um, Who are some middleweights? I'd have like to. I'd have to look. This this only goes back to '08. I'd have to kind of look back previous. I mean, Jamil Kelly was the guy in '04. Bono was around. Yeah, I, I we didn't. Have, I don't think we had anyone around that weight class that wasn't sticking around. I guess Lincoln McElravey would be the guy who, yeah. you know, you, he graduated late '90s. He had some success, but he was really on again, off again. Like he didn't just stay and wrestle the whole time. Um, like, and that would be a guy. I think maybe if you kept him around for the whole time, he might have had some more success. Just when I think about it, Kerry Colat, another guy who was on again, off again through that era. So when you think about the guys like yeah. that who. Maybe they compete the entire time as opposed to like, you know, competing and then take a break and then competing and then taking a break. Guerrero, maybe. Um, I don't know. Abbas were two really good guys. I mean, Abbas was wrestling through 2008. Yeah. So those some some talented dudes. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, Abbas would be a guy. I don't, did he wrestle every, I don't think Abbas wrestled every year for, from, and this is another guy who, he wrestled all four years. I was a silver medalist. I don't think he wrestled every year. Um, until 08. I think yeah, it was a couple it, years where it, it went off. Four was Abbas, then we had Henson Henson in yeah. five and six, and then Henry Henry. Seven, yeah. And then Henry so, gone. Yeah. I feel like that happened a lot. Like I just mentioned three cases there, McElravey, Colat, and, and Abbas, where they, you know, they, were, they would take years off at a time. Um, who, and those guys all at some point medaled in the world championships, you know, all really good guys who weren't super consistent. Man, Sammy Henson at fifty-five kilograms—that is almost unthinkable. That is a. What do you mean? He's so short, though. I I don't care. He is a box. He is a strong-looking dude. Mm-hmm. That must have been some <clears throat> long dang nights. Um, okay. Hey, um, you guys gotta you guys gotta shake up this. I got told to practice last night that Flo was doing Wisconsin high school rankings, and I looked this dude up. While we're on the podcast right now, and it's this guy's name's Luke Luaza. He posts a lot on the Wisconsin forum. This guy, he, he's doing jabroni moves here. Oh yeah, you're doing for, jabroni. For moves. example, at one thirty-two by Ben Askren. At one thirty-two, he puts this guy number two, who he he didn't even make it out of sectionals. He didn't go to state because he lost to two guys that go to my club. Who this guy has ranked number three and four. Check who out. both place the state. I think he's like, got it down perfect. Uh, how do you guys, how do you guys just screen these guys? Because I might I might have to do another firing. We have a <laughs> all right, fire him, and then he can work his way back into your heart like like John Kozak did. Um, yeah, there's, there's no explanation for that, and, and there's a few other ones that I'm just shaking my head at, where it's like he's significantly showing his bias. Like for example, at 152, the guy who's number three, who is one of my club guys. Yeah. Um, the guy who's number one, he pinned him in the state semifinals. Now he was, you know, it was a really competitive. It was eight seven when he pinned him, but he still pinned him, and that was the last competition because well, we've had coronavirus. So why would you just purposely rank the other guy number one? That's quite a shenanigans. I think your bias might be showing. Yeah, you think just because he beats, the guy, <laughs> you think just because he pins someone at states, you should be ranked ahead of them. That is, that is the definition. Of bias, uh, that is. Uh, these are these are funny because someone I did I didn't even realize I said Flo they were like freaking Flo didn't rank me right 
And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean here? And I said, I, I don't think, I think Flo, you know, so it says right here, out it says right here in the, um, in the explanation, Meckler's only in-state loss was to Noah Mulvaney in the state semis, a feet-to-back pin up 7-3 with 20 seconds left. What does that matter? Yeah. He beat Mulvaney by seven earlier in the season as well. Wow. Sounds like he's calling that win a fluke. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, but a win's a win. A win's a win. If you count the the takedown and back points, then it's 8-7. That's that's an L anyway you slice it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, There's some... uh, there's some other ones I could go through here that, but uh, how do you guys select your contributors? So <laughs> it's, it's a very thoughtful screening process, Ben. All right, I appreciate you guys. That's it. Let's keep moving. All right, thanks. <laughs> um, Sajulayev has two Adams warnings, and it's possible he don't give a rip. He has. Uh, Bracky kind of post post this in the chat. It's an interview with Sajulayev. And Adams is like the what? What bracket? It is described as the clearinghouse where all data can be stored for uh, WADA. Um, so it's laboratory mm. results, uh, information on anti-doping rule violations. It facilitates the sharing of information amongst relevant organizations. Promotes promotes efficiency, transparency, and effectiveness. So essentially, he's got warnings. It doesn't really say for what. I'm guessing like. The first Adams function listened is athlete whereabouts. Hmm. You have to like let them know where you're at at all times so they can come test you if they want to. And I would guess that he did not do that, if I had to guess. He's just out on a horse uh, somewhere. He's like, how am I supposed to know where my horse is going to be and where I'm going to be on the horse when you guys come around to test me? I think it's something like that. He says he's not considering well, moving to MMA either. Really? Yeah. So I think um, I think something that must be considered here is you think he had to worry about what the hell he was doing when when Rusada was testing him? No, yeah. they were cheating for him. They were doing it for him. Well, well, well for, for Russia for well, sure. We don't know which. Mother Russia. There is kind of a uh, an expected learning curve to be involved. Like USA athletes, they just know you're in the testing thing and you got to have your whereabouts and et cetera, et cetera, or you could be in trouble. They're the, the Russians adapting to a new, not rigged system is probably a, an adjustment for them. So I can see them being like, well, why do I have to tell you where I'm going to be? Uh, so, but he says, if they announce a third warning, I will be disqualified. <laughs> he's, he's like, Ugh. I guess I'll be out. I don't know what to do, man. I can't let you know every time I go out on my horse. Yeah. He just puts, What's he going to do here? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He don't might know. be disqualified. <laughs> he just, depends if he gets a third warning. I don't know, man. Well, listen, listen, listen. If he doesn't take care of his stuff, he's getting a third warning. Let me just tell you that much. So you saw they had this, uh, they had this great app for a minute, you know, because obviously they test UFC also. Um, and they, they discontinued it. It was really unfortunate. It was probably for, you know, I was only in the UFC for a year, roughly. Um, but they had this locator app that I was a part of the testing program for, which it just had, it had your GPS. So you didn't have to put it in like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there or whatever. Wow. But then when they, when they discontinued that, when they discontinued that app, um, man, I, I missed a few times where it was like, but it was like, I'd be at the gym and I'd put down, I'd be at my house. And so my wife called me and I would be able to come back to my house because I think you have like. 
an hour. I remember it was an hour or two hours. But I think one time I said I was going to be here and then I went to Madison and I had to just say like, listen, listen, dude, I'm, I'm going to miss. I'm not, I'm not making it home within the window. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's not easy. It's not, I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science. And I suppose if I had two, two warnings, I would be like really, really careful about it, but it, it's kind of a pain in the butt. Dang. So you got a warning? Yeah. Uh, I did. I believe I got a warning. Um, that's that's my that's my recollection. But then the other thing is that um, couldn't you have been like, hey, meet me halfway at this Casey's General? No, store? they won't. They won't do that when when they uh, when they show up, they have to stay there. So like one time, or they have to what is it? They have to stay with you. I can't remember. One time I was at yoga, right, Classic. and this dude shows up to the hot yoga, and it's like this is a commercial business, bro. I'm not gonna <laughs> piss in their restroom. Um, I'm not going to piss in the restroom, you know, and have someone watching me. Well, that, that's weird for them, obviously, right? So then I said, listen, I'm going to go back to my house. Why don't you follow me? He said, well, I can't follow you. I actually have to, like, I, you can't leave my person. So I'm like, all right, well, then you're going to get in my car and you need to Uber back. So he got, <laughs> so he, he just rode with me. <laughs> Christian, I got stories, bro. And then this other time, I'm like, Ah, uh, dude, you! I just peed. I made him. I made the, this guy. This guy was cool. He he helped me put a, a bed frame together. <laughs> what? He helped you put I'm your like, bed listen, frame together? I'm like, listen, dude, you just got to sit over there and watch me put this bed frame together because I don't have to pee right now. He's like, well, yeah, you know what? Um, so I can help you. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get over here and help me out here. So I got the free labor <laughs> out of the deal. That's great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be so weird. What a weird – are you out of the testing weird. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pulled out when I uh, – obviously when I retired, I, I got out of the testing pool. Nice. Okay, yeah. well, that's, that's good stuff. Congratulations. Yeah, it's, it is me in the butt. I mean, the one thing that I will tell these athletes in 2020 from 2007 and eight when I was in it back then, back then you had to fill out paper. You had to write right on paper and fax it in every quarter. And then if you if you had to change, you had to f write your change down and fax that in. Now there's an app, and you just have to remember to go like change your activities the next day or whatever it is. I found a YouTube video that explains how to use the whereabouts module, so maybe I'll just send that to Sajalayev. Hey, <laughs> DM right? him. DM him. Um, yeah, send that to him. A quick follow up on our Wisconsin ranker. This guy got the stamp of approval from one Chris Bono. Highly recommended. <laughs> hey, let me well let me point out another one. This is this one. No, no, no we're stop. done. No, no one cares one about last, no one last, no one last, cares last, about last Wisconsin last high school get, rankings. Get, no one one more cares. At 182 at 182 pounds. Not a real weight he class. Ranks, this is 180. Some states don't recognize this weight class. Yeah. Okay. So he, we, ranks, he ranks, we literally can't recognize this weight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys, he ranks he ranks the guy that I coach Mason Deal at number 1. Okay. okay. Wait, Joel, and you're going to complain wrestler. about it? Classic. Hold on. He's number two. If you go to the pound for pound rankings, Trent Joel's is number two. Mason Deal is nowhere to be found. So you ranked him higher than him in the pound for or in the, in the We do that all the time in college. Ranking. And people nope, get pissed nothing about in the it. pound for pound. Nothing. Not even there. WTF. Yeah. I think he nailed this one. I think his pound for pound is the best one. Sorry. How many guys on the pound for pound list do you have? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine out of fifteen. Nine out of fifteen. Almost half. That's pretty good. Good job. 
Uh, that's more than half. That's sixty. No, it's all almost. Hey, is this almost this, half? Is this Jagger Ice the one that got left on bottom for twenty minutes? He did. That's Jagger Ice <laughs> got left on bottom. He kind of has suspect parterre defense. <laughs> if it's longer than forty <laughs> seconds. Okay. Other uh, other little funny. tidbits about Sajulayev. I don't care. Well, let's that... just talk about Wisconsin the rest of the show. <laughs> we love Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, maybe your your criminal justice system. I. Sad Alive wants five kids. Oh. He has one girl. Um, so he wants. He does? Uh, that's what he says. Or he I wants. Want. Or he has or he wants. He wants. How he many wants. wives does he want? Stop. <laughs> um, um, dude, listen. Sad Alive gets as many wives as he wants in that part of the world. <laughs> he said, my idols. He's he's devout. That would surprise me. Um, from, from What do you mean? Heard. In yeah. that. In, in, Listen, I'm not going to go off on certain religions, but there are certain religions where if you look at the his- historical context, there are multiple wives allowed. Well, I don't know about the historical context of his religion, but he seems to be okay. a, a dedicated family man and an upright citizen. Okay. Um, sometimes you're just not helpful, Ben, you know? His, you know, wa- trying to tiptoe around the waters, you, you're trying to get us in. His, all his idols are three-time Olympic champions in wrestling. So okay, that is what, uh, Satyev. Who else? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I thought I figured it listed them by name. No, it did not list their names, but it would su- suggest mm. that that's kind of his. Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps. My, yeah, Phelps, Phelps <laughs> and um, Carl Lewis uh, and Carl Weathers also. <laughs> um, he says if Russia is banned from the Olympics, he will compete under a neutral flag. So. There's no getting rid of this guy. He's in it. Unless he unless, unless his whereabouts are unknown at all times. That will make it more difficult. Okay. He should just um, sign up for the GPS thing and they can put GPS on his horse and then we're golden. Boom. Yeah. I'm gonna send him the That's YouTube it. video. We're gonna get it all figured out. You you should DM him. Get get on Flow Wrestling's Instagram and send that Like, hey man, check this out. No, don't do it. Don't do that. But we I seriously it would be bad if he got it would not be good for wrestling if Sajulayev was not able to compete. But it would also be bad if he was cheating, too. So that's what should happen. But, you know, if it's something stupid like his whereabouts, that would be bad. All right. Uh, do we want to go to questions? I don't know if there's any other contributors uh, Ben wants to fire today. But, um, you know, uh, just limit it to one. He only ranked uh, um, nine of your guys in the pound for pound. I probably, probably underdid it. I mean, you, you know, you rank the, the 182 above the number so two what, guy. So what's his bias? Somewhere. Yeah, where's he leaning? Um, I, I don't know. I just, this guy, he, he posts incessantly on the Wisconsin forums. That's and what we want. That's a couple good. Of times, a couple of times he made some accusations towards me of um, me fiddling with my wrestlers to make sure AWA gets more state titles, which, listen, I'm open. We made suggestions. For example, uh, a couple of years ago, Josh Otto and Parker bumped up so Dejan could be the state champ at 160. Then Josh Otto won and Parker Keck guys won. But in, in, he made a specific accusation about uh, Aaron Shoeless. I that I made him move up so Keegan could win a state title at 120 freshman year. 1,000% not the case. And the dude just was going off. And it's like, dude, just shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Just hmm. shut your mouth. Okay. And that annoyed me. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. He kind of made raises some good points. I look forward <laughs> to this coming full circle and you being friends with him, like John Kozak. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. You know what? I accidentally sat down next to him at sex. Well, I, I didn't know who it was. It was the internet personality, right? Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I sat down at sectionals and it was like next to this guy. He's like, oh, hey, I don't lose myself. And then I had to lose my mind on him. I flipped out on him. Um, and then I'm like, okay, hopefully we can be friends after this. <laughs> that, that's nice. Because the you. other, <laughs> there was another really stupid accusation he made. So every week this year, we would congratulate, you would put up a little graphic of all the guys we had ranked number one in state. And one of our guys beat another one of our guys. So he took the number one spot, right? Mm -hmm. So then obviously the guy who was previously ranked number one was then not listed because we only ranked the number one guys. And he literally posted our Facebook comments. Oh, you're not claiming him anymore. And it's like, okay, moron. We're only, we're only, we're only commenting on the number one ranked guys, not the number two. Obviously he's still our guy, but he's ranked number two right now. So he doesn't make the list. Unfortunate. Those are asking yes. wrestling academy problems. All right, Kyle. Those to... are Ben Asker and firing our contributor. Yes, it's a, it's so we have two new segments. One <laughs> is Ben Asker and hiring flow or firing flow wrestling freelancers, and the other one is uh, uh, international wrestling Instagram stars. And today, take it away, Kyle Bracky. Yeah, today we have uh, Zerbeck Sitikov. Oh, I saw this earlier. You guys posted this earlier. It totally distracted me. Like, what in the <laughs> hell is going on here? All so right. he just got. He was the one that just got married, right? Yes. There was no pictures of that. I was going to show his wife, but uh, no pictures of that on there yet. Um, so I was looking through his Instagram and found this. Uh, Describe it for the listeners in their cars. So they, it looks like three small bathtubs. That's what it looks like. Outdoors around a mountain. How many men are in these three bathtubs? There's two men in each bathtub. That's a total of six Why men. did they... Why did they carry the bathtubs outside? How about that? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Well, we don't know what's behind them. Um, so, and the caption is, once in Mexico, we swam as best we could. Wow. I don't know what that <laughs> what? Is. is this in Mexico? This, Allegedly. This can't be in Mexico. No, this cannot be in Mexico. This looks, this looks like Osedia. Yes, right? Where's Zauerbeck? Is he sure. in the middle one? It says Mexico. <laughs> he, just has Mexico? he just has the location tag. Yeah, he's in the middle one. Wow. So I don't know what's going on there, but these guys are they, – they, He tagged Mexico. He tagged Mexico. I don't know if that means he was in Mexico. Oh, my gosh. Don't click the tag Mexico because it uh -oh. will take – especially if you're at work. It's not good. It's not good. Bracky's what? probably going to have to wipe his computer. No, I'm not allowed to oh, wipe my God, computer. Bracky. I'll get in more trouble if I wipe my computer. Yeah, he's – He's in a real tough spot with HR right now. Wow. Okay. Well, that was good. That was a good contribution. Thank so we'll, you know, hey. we're going to try to keep that going. That's, that's speaking of Russian stuff. I, I was, I was following Spade this weekend and uh, he said that Dennis Sargush got named the president of the Abkhazia mm. uh, Wrestling Federation. And this is funny because they think they're independent, but most countries recognize them as part of Georgia while they're actually part of Russia. Wild, huh? Very wild. So where – okay. He coaches Abkhazia. So yes. his athletes, they will compete for which country? Georgia? Russia. 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 But I thought he was helping with uh, Georgia for some reason. <laughs> Or is it the Cleveland well, like Cavaliers? Said, One of those. <laughs> it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's, helping, for he's sure. the assistant coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I get those two mix up so often. So he will help Russia. Spay broke this down very, somewhere. Spay is like it's a social Spade studies Twitter. teacher. He freaking he understands all the. I'm gonna see if he's in the office. Stuff. Yeah. Bring him in. 
Bring him in. Tell us we'll, about this. this we'll bring a... we'll bring him right in. He can pl- he can plop down right between us. He can break it all down. He's never in the office when we want him to, and then the other times he's always here. He's always around. They all. He also has some fantastic pictures of uh, Sedulive and his horse. Yes, he's he f- has like a Google alert set up that anytime one of those is posted <laughs> to the internet, he gets an email. He thinks Sedulive the horse pictures are hilarious. Yeah, he loves it. Um, all right, while we wait to hear if Spay is in fact in the office, we will go to questions from oh. friends, and then we can have a social studies lesson later, maybe. Wow. Hey, no, this is uh, listen. Spay Spay's Twitter is a treasure trove. He said, maybe get a labyrinth. He said Russia is pushing hard for a 2020 World Championships. However, it appears very unlikely that they will succeed given the current circumstances. Yeah, because for th- for that to happen, they have to have a UWW has to have a certain number. But I think so much of Russia's the wrestling federation funding comes from them wrestling at Worlds and the IOC money mm. and the Russia money, et cetera, et cetera, from the government itself. So. Ah. They want it big time, but I I'm dubious of this happening. Yeah, here it what is. What happened to their Diamond Mine sponsorship? Uh, did Al that Rose change? Al Rosa? Yeah, yeah. Are they still sponsored by them or no? I don't know actually. Now that you mention it, all their singlets were Al Rosa for a while, but I don't know. Remember yeah. they had? I remember One Worlds or something. Remember they had like it covered up. Oh, I don't know. I remember that now. Man. Spay tweeted, know all that. Dennis Sargus is elected president of the Abkhazian. Abkhazian Wrestling Federation, though Abkhazia has declared mm-hmm. independence, is internationally recognized legally as part of Georgia, but in reality is administered part of Russia. So it's governed by Russia, like you're Russia, but international yes. law says it's Georgia or whatever, international borders. Yes. Sargus mm-hmm. is Abkhazian, as is Russian Empire. And Myron Kartsava, father of Ohio State Buckin, Buckeye, Carson Kartsa. Yes. Um, okay, so there's a little Abkhazian trivia. We'll get to questions. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, located trivia. on the eastern Hello. shore of the Black Sea, Abkhazia <laughs> looks like it would be a cool place to visit. Were it not, were it not one of the several frozen conflicts along the periphery of the former Soviet Union. It's wow. right next to Sochi, where they held the 2014 Olympics. Yes. Probably beautiful. We should go on vacation. Let's go. Let's go to Sochi, Abkhazia. Quick little tour. It's a great time to travel, I'm told. <laughs> All right. But we, once a show, we get asked about an NCAA location. It's a weird People thing. People love it. People they love, love it. NCAAs. Do want, well, I don't know. Here's a question from CP Talk. Thoughts on a potential NCAA championships on the West Coast? What state would you prefer? Mm. Probably Virginia. Okay, I feel favorite. like we've answered this like for West That's what I'm saying. Coast. We get a question about West Coast. West Coast. Vegas. West Coast. Virginia. Yeah, you said Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, probably Virginia. Well, he meant West Virginia. <laughs> that is a West. West yeah. state. Oh, God. Oh, wow. uh, no, not, I w- not Los Angeles. Vegas would be awesome. San Diego. That could be fun. Definitely Dang, not expensive. Guys. What? Guys, Joe Caprino, he comes through. He posted a picture from uh, yeah. Sargush's, uh, not Sargush's, Sitikoff. Sitikoff's wedding. She, she's kind of a honey, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! I mean, tell me you weren't thinking it. That She's, she's a very attractive woman. Yeah. Space said he was, <laughs> <laughs> Spade was like, BRB, you're going to go win two world championships and move to Osetia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. Uh, that's funny. Uh, a handsome couple, for sure. All right. Well, hey, 
Spay is in the office. We'll see if he'll come back here. Listen, you need to tell him to get a haircut. He needs a haircut. He's a handsome Before man. Before he comes on this show. Oh, we're talking Sitikov or Spay? No, Sitikov's hair is fine. It's Spay. Spay needs a haircut. <laughs> we need to book him, book him a spot. We'll see if he comes back here. Um, and I'll ask this question. What is the most overlooked state in regards to college recruiting? Asks Mooney. Hmm. About to be Wisconsin. That is what one uh, – well, I won't say the coach because he may think it's his advantage. So I don't want to okay. give that away. But yeah, someone – this coach said, I think Wisconsin is the most under-recruited, overlooked state in the union. Space coming back. Okay. Space coming back. All right, got to make Let way. Let me look. Do we have another mic? Um, who else do I like? Just let no. He can just okay. let him, he can we can just yeah. Share. He can just talk to him. I'm not like, gonna say anything. I'm just, not gonna say anything. I would it's, say, you, you know who I think is pretty good? Georgia. Yeah, I feel like we said them. We talk about Georgia not a lot. It's yeah. too much Georgia love. Getting right better. Now. They are getting way better. I mean, from a being good in the South yeah, is not easy, but credit. There's some really good clubs there, and that's. <laughs> Basically, what it takes. All right, we've got we're making room for Spay. This is going to be good. The problem is he's not going to be able to hear Ben. And that's going to be essential. Um, listen, well, uh, can't you guys split your headphones or something? No, it's impossible. Um, well, here just, he let's comes. just let him go off, and you can be my translator. Okay. Well, no, you no. Bracky's going to give his, his earpiece up. Oh, like Bracky, he's like quitting. He's quitting the show. He's quitting the show. Yeah, Bracky says I'm done. He said. He said, "Now my watch is over." So we're we're bringing on Spay. I forget why, but I have no idea. Uh, he's gonna tell us about it's Spay. No, we're gonna. He's gonna tell us about Abkhazia. Okay, yeah. So this is Abkhazia talk. Um, oh, Abkhazia. Yes, we don't know much about it. You know more. Come a little towards me. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I, look, I look taller than you. Know. Onto the uh, microphone. Hello, everybody. There's Andrew Spay. I am taller than him. Yes, it's true. Christian, um, I think I I think his hair looks beautiful. I don't know why you're saying it's flowing hair. Yeah, there's a lot of it. COVID mullet. I'm just gonna have to deal with it, tough it out. <laughs> I refuse at this point to go to the barber. Just not happening. Not happening. It's gonna let it ride. Not Ever? Fire. Like how, how long? How long? I, I mean, it's already disgusting. So I don't see the point now. I'm just gonna save the money. Would you put it in cornrows? Like that? No, no. That's more, even more work than a haircut. <laughs> you had to spare <laughs> cornrows. No one wants that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that would be Could fantastic. Be cool. So. All right, Ben, do you have questions about Abkhazia? We were talking about it a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw you started tweeting about it, and we want to we want a lesson because is, is it part of Russia? Is it part of Georgia? Is it his mm. own thing? What's going on here? What's the deal? So uh, de facto, it is part of Russia, but de jure, it is uh, part of Georgia. So international, uh, the UN, most international bodies and other uh, countries recognize that it's uh, part of the territory of Georgia. It's like a little province or a state in a corner of Georgia. But uh, culturally, it's been distinct. They speak a different language there. Uh, Abkhazian wow. is not really, it's, it's more related to, I think, uh, like uh, the languages they speak in Dagestan or Chechen than it is like the Georgian language, a whole different family. Like that region is so fascinating because uh, different whole language families. It's not like the Romance language in Italian is like Spanish. It's like, you know, a language in Dagestan is yeah. completely different than the village next door. It's like Turkish and Mongolian and uh, Russian and, and just wow. completely unique languages. So it's a whole melting pot or um, crazy quilt or however you want to call it of different cultures. And so um, when the Soviet Union was going on, uh, a lot of the uh, 
little nations and so- socialist republics on the periphery, uh, everything was nice and peaceful because the Soviet Union would just roll in tanks and they had all the power and they were a much better functioning mm-hmm. central government at the time. But then as they were disintegrating in the late 80s, uh, kind of chaos started uh, uh, being uh, sown all over the place. Yeah. And if you listen to Vogar's uh, interview a little while ago um, on the Bader show, we talked about how um, his coach was Armenian, but he was living in Azerbaijan and they had to get out because the Armenians were not being treated very well and vice versa. And uh, so you had a lot of change in populations. And long story short, there was a war, um, uh, you know, small by our standards of what we think of a war usually, but uh, it wasn't World War II, but it was definitely important for that little area. Uh, basically, Russia and Abkhazia won. They were kind of on the same side, and Georgia uh, lost, so they lost control over that territory. So now if you want a passport, if you want to do anything internationally, uh, you get a Russian passport and you act like you're Russian, but Russia can't say that they've annexed that territory. They would get in even more trouble than they are now for annexing, like, let's say. I thought that's just what Russia does. They just say, like, hey, you know, this part of Ukraine's ours, this part's ours, and that's just how Russia rolls. That basically you're correct, but then there are consequences in that they can't spend money like they, uh, you know, are just, you know, uh, barred from getting visas, from traveling, from spending money on vacation. Uh, and that really annoys them because the whole point of like having an oligarchy is that you're super rich and can travel the globe and um, party. But what uh, if they have Bitcoin? Because Putin loves Bitcoin. If they have Bitcoin, uh, you're the Bitcoin expert. So I, I, they may be they be maybe investing in Bitcoin. Is that why I saw it go up recently and there's some volatility? Do you think there's some Russian oligarchs are, in, are they investing in Bitcoin right now? Well, if they don't want people to, if they don't want people to sanction them, that would be very helpful. Avoid sanctions. Uh, if you're an oligarch, this is a good tip. Good. Let's help them. <laughs> that's, 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 I'm sure that's yeah. a great end goal. So what's, uh, what's fascinating uh, to me is that there's guys like Rustam Ampar and uh, Denis, Denis Sargush, and they come from this tiny little part of the yeah. globe. Uh, and they're world-class athletes, um, and they're kind of like uh, – you ever see that movie, The Terminal, with uh, Tom Hanks? Yeah. Krakosia. Oh, yeah. This is kind of like they're stateless people almost. Like, they, they're not uh, technically part of Georgia. Um, they're not technically part of Russia. They're not an independent country. Um, so, you know, they get by. They do what they need to do, but uh, it's supposed to, supposedly um, uh, very pretty, nice coastal, like yeah. on the Black Sea. It looks nice. It's got a lot of physical Rich features Christian- going for it. We're going. Christian just agreed to take a vacation with me. Yeah, there. we're going. Yeah, Ben and I just gonna, you know, just so, two just two guys in Abkhazia. It's you know, it's right on the border. The Winter Games in 08 took place literally right across the border. So there's yeah. a whole uh, resort town and and uh, Sochi and all that other stuff. Um, yeah. So Spain, let me ask you this: Is this like um, people who live here, say Denis Sargush, is he like proud to be part of the Russian team, or does he is he like no, we want our freedom. I want my own team. Like, what? What is he saying here? That's. Uh, um, I. I would leave that to Dennis. I don't want to speak for him. Uh, you are his spokesperson, and it's very complicated in there. So I may have misspoken uh, a couple of details here or there, and you get two different answers if you ask two different sides of the uh, of that um, area there. But sure. I believe that uh, they're happy being part of Russia, uh, but they're also proud of their you know nationality. I think it's a lot like Scottish and the United Kingdom. So if you ask somebody from Scotland, you know, what's your nationality? They would say I'm Scottish, but are they okay. happy to compete for Great Britain or the United Kingdom? I think they would also, you know, many of them would be happy. But some people would feel like Scotland should be independent. Some people in Abkhazia probably feels that it should be independent. And, you know, others feel it should be part of Russia or Georgia. Um, 
I would have to do some research to find out exactly like where those percentages lie. But I would guess that most people in Abkhazia are happy to be allied or you know, in, in the sphere of Russian influence because Russia is kind of letting them do their own thing with regards to like what languages your high school sp- uh, taught in. And they mm. would just say, do whatever. Whereas Georgia, okay. they might be afraid that Georgia would try to impose. I'm not saying they have. I have no idea. But maybe they're afraid that Georgia, uh, the, the government of Georgia in Tbilisi will make every high school teach in the Georgian language and not Abkhazian or something. So what is different is, is how different is Abkhazia from Dagestan? Because Dagestan, you know, when those guys win worlds, they'll grab a Dagestan flag. And that's what they're so proud to, to be representing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And remember in like 2016 or so, Sajalayev won that Russian award for like amazing contributions for a non-Russian type of thing. Yes. And he's a Russian. He's a Dagestani. So is it similar there? Yeah. So um, one interesting feature about uh, Russia is it's kind of a leftover of, even though they had the Soviet Union in the middle of the, the Russian empire. So you have uh, Russian citizens and then you have your Russian nationals, and your passport will have two different yes. nations on it. It will say, I am wow. from the Republic of Dagestan, and I am a citizen of the Federation of Russia. Um, and so I, hmm. I think it's kind of like, like what you said, where they're proud of their Dagestani culture, or Ossetia, when Saslim Romanov won, he had the Ossetian white, red, and yellow flag. Same deal, I believe, uh, with Abkhazian. They would probably be most proud of their Abkhazian nationality, but they're also happy that they get the opportunity to have a, a big federation and a team and training opportunities that the Russian Federation would allow. Dang. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. So, um, wow. So is Georgia ever going to try to steal those wrestlers for themselves? Or, I mean, is Georgia just like totally, totally scared of Russia that they're like, yeah, just just take them? I, th- I mean, I don't know how they'd be able to get them back. They, have, they probably have to just pay them more money maybe and, and do it transactionally. Mm-hmm. But even then, maybe they, you know, uh, depending on the wrestler, they may say no amount of money is worth me, you know, going against my conscience and, and my nationality or however they feel about it. I think it would definitely yeah. be a case by case situation. Uh, I think like geopolitically, it's like Georgia should probably not expect to be governing that part of that territory for a while because, um, you know, it's, it's basically the Middle East. So it's extremely complicated. I'm not going to say that I know exactly what's going to happen there. Or, um, you know, whose side we should be supporting or anything even close to that. But uh, Russia is still very powerful and Georgia is is rather small, uh, just resource wise. And uh, I don't see them, you know, uh, kind of rolling in the tanks and taking back that territory back. And as I say that, I'm I'm probably if there are actual Abkhazians or Georgians or Russians listening, they might now all uh, be very mad angry because i'm not presenting their side properly <laughs> i don't i don't think you're, anyone's gonna be super mad at you spay we'll see we'll see we'll see instagram maybe on know. there there's some there's some angry people on Instagram. well that's just the murder hornet thing. that yeah. is the murder yeah that that's too that's just you know maybe they'll team up with the murder hornets and uh, then i'm in big trouble that's when you're in big trouble okay um ben do you have any more so questions? space day for questions or are we uh are we are we getting bracky back we could just keep spay for a little bit we can just keep spay uh spay can help us with questions yeah i'd love to help with questions uh, ben Askren has fired another person t- uh today Aww. it's really wild. <laughs> <laughs> kyle swearing <laughs> he's not happy he can't i also have control of kyle's computer maybe i'll do a little rearranging of yeah, some passwords he, and he, wiping of some documents. oh there we go <laughs> well, he clicked on Mexico on Instagram, and apparently you need to wipe that. Yeah. 
Don't do that. Um, okay. Um, next question. We're going to be ta- probably taking off a little bit early here. Um, yeah, that'd be great because i got to go teach some wrestling. Yeah. We're teaching uh, set the corner position today, this morning at camp. Oh, see, you should have me there for this one. I'm really good at this. <laughs> you know how to do that? I mean, well, I heard so- your brother beat your butt and he came wrestle. <laughs> you heard, I said it. <laughs> I mean, that's I heard, where I heard, that's where I heard it. I heard that same rumor from you. <laughs> yes. Well, he just gets really hot sometimes and he can beat me. But uh, overall, I, I beat him when he beats me. Um, okay. Next question. Um, what is more likely, Suriano winning NCAAs at 125 or 133? Ooh. What do you think, Ben? Dude, that's a tough question. So 133 is a well, tougher weight, but 125 has the dude. Yeah. Well, we're also considering what the likelihood of him wrestling those weight classes are, right? Because I think, it's, I think part of it is he's unlikely to wrestle 125. So That's him not how I read this question. I, I read oh, it okay. as were he to choose. If he does. Yes. Which is he most likely to win? I would say 33. I guess, oh, man. I kind of think 25, just at 33. There's just so many really good guys he's going to have to beat. I mean, just, just by law of chances, right? Um, he's going to have to go through Roman Bravo Young. He's going to have to go through Dayton Fix. He's going to have to go through a whole bunch of people. Um, 25, I mean, I think it's him and Spencer, are the one and two. And I don't know who else could really challenge Nick Seriano at 125. Uh, well, there's a guy that beat him in December named Vito Arujo. And he's beaten uh, him was, in folk yeah. style as well. Okay, damn it. Maybe you're right. That's a good question for the All reasons right. that Ben brought up because it's like you have to you have to gauge, let's say the toughest roadblock is Spencer, so what's the percentage of him beating Spencer? And then you also have Vito, you got to throw in some other percentages, but then in 133, even if he's 80% favored to beat a guy like Stefan Micic and Dayton Fix and all those guys, and I don't know if it's 80, I'm not saying yeah, that, but not. you got to add all those up and that – reduces your chance when you're dividing your chances your 100% pie by that many more people. It gets a lot mathier when space sits down. When, yeah, you want to look at yes. percentage pies. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I love looking at pies. And mm-hmm. I, I, pie st- pies. I still, even though 133 is tougher, I think that's the answer. He's more likely to win that. He literally has won it, and he literally has not won 125. And he tried it both. So yes. hey, can we uh, can we talk about your man John Kozak and the, and the show on this because he's so he he he's so rehired he's so fantastic <laughs> he's great right yeah okay what, so what you got he just he just answered our question we were we were um, you know looking at the sixty five sixty six kg at the beginning of the show you should go to his Twitter he just posted I'm there he posted who every sixty five sixty six wrestled since two thousand eight so. Schwab loses to Stadnik and Kumar, who ended up taking silver and bronze. Okay. Uh, Paulson lost to Spiridonov, who ended up taking bronze that year. Uh, and then, but for four years straight, uh, we lost to guys who DNP. So Tushishvili, DNP, Stadnik, DNP, Shabanov, DNP, Tagavi, DNP, Kaya, then took fifth. Then he lost all to these Muhammad guys are, Muhammad. But all these guys are good. Tushishvili, Stadnik, yeah, Shabanov. Wait. Yeah. That's not the Shabanov, is it? I think he may have started down there. I, as a young wow. Oh, yeah, I think he's super young. Yeah. And Tagavi's definitely won uh He's medals. a world champion. Yeah, world. Yeah. So it's yeah, it didn't win that year, but that was the year. Isn't that the year uh Metcalf completely wore him out and then like you see him at the end of the match and he yeah. exhales yeah. and he's like, "Crap, now I have to wrestle the rest of the tournament." We t- we talked about that uh about that dynamic with USA wrestlers. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, Molinero lost to a Olympic champ and world champ. Um, dang. Batirov, uh, Batirov has had some really good runs. Obviously, Zay, you know he was older when Zayn wrestled him. Um, Chikayev is good, and then Valdez is. You know, I think maybe Zayn. We, we thought Zayn was going to win that match, but yeah, I mean, there's no there's no gimmies in that bunch. There's no like, oh my god, he lost to that guy. That guy's terrible. There's, you know, a lot of DNPs, but yeah. like How you did we not said, get... they're good. We're one. How Canadian. did that get one bomb? One Canadian. <laughs> Come on. We're this South is... American. Any, give us anywhere in Central or South America. Yeah. Except, yeah. except Cuba. Yeah, Western Hemisphere bar Cuba. Yes. Yeah, we lost to we sure. lost to one. We only lost to one Cuban in this mix, and that was last year to Tobier, who we've beaten. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's really good. And Zane almost beat him. Yeah. I mean, it's just like such little. The the margins are so. That so is small. Pr- pretty insane, though. Twelve years and there's no bums in the mix. Like, how is not that possible? One. Not one. Not well, one. Well, it's not bizarre. Well, hold on. There are some. Um, they we probably there's a bum beat. in there. No, there's none. But these are all losses. We probably beat some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sure. not that we're winless. Uh, not not a lot. We went oh we went oh and one for six years straight. Christian. Now from eight to thirteen, we didn't win a match. I'm pretty sure. Um, that well, is. Was it 14? I think it was. Was it? Yeah, it was 13. You're right. Eight to 13, we didn't win a match. That is, that is unthinkable. That we didn't get anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all Russian, Russian, so former Soviet yeah. or Iran. I think 65 is is also the the deepest as far as your odds of getting a hammer one way or another is is the most at 65. Just could, like, you think that's just because that's a, a really common – I mean, that's probably your average human body size is most likely to be there, and then Russia is going to export a whole bunch of really good guys at that weight class. Is that why? The export, I think, is huge. I don't know if it's the most common, but I think it's a popular one for wrestling. Like, overall, if you sample the global population – 74. I would say, yeah, a little bit more than 145 pounds or yeah. walking around 150, 60. But, uh, like, to the point of where are the gnarliest wrestlers coming from in Dagestan and – and Asia and and elsewhere, uh, yeah, sixty five yeah. is is just yeah exporting and just throwing them all out there. And then you you look at your percentage and you go, okay, he can beat you know Logan Steve approved it in twenty sixteen while I was at sixty one. But either way, uh, you know Americans are capable of beating all these guys. Yeah. But can you string four in a row? And that's the, the you know seriously that's the tough part. Well, we could even string one in a row for a while. Though. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is insane. Your odds go way down if you don't win one match at Worlds. That makes it so much tougher. All right, well what that's we it. At the... Yeah, that's it. All right, I had well, one more what? thought, but we'll get it. Uh, out well, I was just I was thinking if we looked at the brag from last year, um, how many of those guys were actually Russians? You know, like that got exported. That's what I'm saying. Like we, like we discussed. So let's see. I'm, I'm uh, qualification. Let's see. So Shafira Sharifov, uh, this is 65 kg. He's probably Russian, right? Sound, sounds from that region for sure. Kinishvili, Rashidov, Aliyev, uh, who else on here? Aliyev is uh, from actual Azerbaijan, and, yeah. and uh, Kinishvili oh, really? is also from Georgia. So they're representing their Mah- countries. Musakayev? He's Dagestan. Yep. Oh, he's so, uh, uh, Kabardino Balkaria, which oh. is right next door. I think he's oh, from Dagestan. God. He just, he just not quite. you. Muzakai, it's the uh, same quite. place as uh, Gaduyev and uh, Yurishev. Dang it. How about Mukartov? The, he's from France at 65 last year. I know where he's not from, France. 
That sounds Russian. <laughs> like uh, Kajiev apparently came over when he the seventy four guy when he was like four or five or something. So that's kind of a mm, uh, interesting gray area depending on what you count as an export. It's not like got he it. transferred after he got good at wrestling. Yeah, Muktarov. I think. He might have been good at age four. He could have been. <laughs> we don't know. He could have been recruited. He could have been like the the you know guys getting scholarships oh. in middle school. Yes. All right. Well, since I don't know fun. where Musakai is from, we have to end the show. I'm sorry. I should have. That's embarrassing. I, I'll just slip you a note next time. It's okay. Yeah, just <laughs> slide. Yeah, yeah. No way. Thanks to Mr. Social Studies teacher, Andrew Spencer Spay. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Ben Funky Askren. Kyle Brackey, we need you back tomorrow, though, buddy. Don't be I'm discouraged. Going to camp. Ben's going to camp. Learn how to sit the corner, kids. Have fun uh, at Askren's camp. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. 530 episodes, my goodness gracious. We're almost halfway to 1,000 people. We'll be there soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a happy Tuesday, guys. See ya. Never scared of a challenge. I come out here, I get it done. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, give it. Give me the money. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Dake. We were supposed to wrestle right here at Agon 1. I know you're watching this. Agon 3, Ithaca Cornell, 175 pounds. My two Hodges, your one. Beat me if you can. <laughs> Never scared me.